Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. This season of Freelance Writing Coach is sponsored by Harlow. Harlow's all-in-one freelancing software helps you manage and organize your day-to-day operations, get a full view of your clients, and get paid for the work you do, all from one intuitive dashboard. Founded by two former freelancers who know the ups and downs firsthand, Harlow is about more than just software. They're passionate about creating a supportive community for freelancers to grow and thrive. Harlow's launching soon, and if you sign up for the newsletter today, you'll get an access to a free month once the product goes live. Go to meetharlow.com slash subscribe to sign up now. That's M-E-E-T-H-A-R-L-O-W dot com slash subscribe. One of the things that I have really gone back and forth on, even to like as recent of this as this week is the necessity of a proposal when you're a freelance writer. Like, is it absolutely important to do? Is it something that is just kind of a waste of time? Because you can tie up a lot of time creating proposals if you're working with a lot of new clients. So I want to talk about this world of proposals, the necessity of them, kind of get into the nuts and bolts of if you are going to send one, what should be included? But the first question I'm going to pose to you, Emma, is like, can you set the stage for us on, in your mind, what a like home run proposal looks like if you're a freelance writer? Yeah, sure. So I, I think there there's some debate over whether the proposals are necessary, which we can get into later in the episode. And I think, as we always say, it depends. But I think if you are putting together a proposal, it's basically like, what is that? So it's a it's like a document. Sometimes it's a PDF. Sometimes it's more like sort of a living document at a link that you're sending somebody that lays out the scope of work that you're going to do for the client. Sometimes that's like including a project summary, the project timelines, what's included. It might include your, depending on like how you do it, it might include a contract. It might include samples. I think that the goal of a proposal is basically to lay out everything that you've you've agreed upon and do it in a really beautiful, compelling, easy to understand way so that proposal can be shopped around internally that that proposal makes it very very easy for the person on the other end and to say yes. That's the goal of the proposal. Okay, that makes sense. So, my next question then is do you think they are important and necessary for freelance writers? I think it depends a lot on the kind of work that you do. So I think, and like, correct me if I'm wrong about about your sort of stance on proposals, but like, I think if you sell something that's like very straightforward, like a straightforward offering, sometimes the proposal can get in the way. Like if you're selling, you know, blog posts and they're sort of tiered or you're selling blog posts per word, like you don't need a proposal. It's just like extra mess for everyone involved. Whereas if you're selling web copy, you need a proposal. If you're selling case studies, like on the fence, I I started doing proposals 
when I started doing case studies because case studies had more ins and outs. Like I needed to be much more clear about everything that was included because there were interviews included. I always took, take a recording and I provided transcript and sometimes I add design and there's like just a lot of moving pieces that was like, it's hard to be like your case study is X dollars. Like, and that's it. So I think that it depends a little bit upon the kind of work that you do. I think proposals can also be really good if you're selling any kind of strategy. So if you're selling content strategy work or anything like that, the proposal can sort of help define that work. I think it can also help if you are trying to get buy-in from multiple stakeholders at a company and you haven't been able to talk to them all. So like the proposal is a nice way to sort of shop you around internally, which I mentioned before. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think in my own personal experience, I only send a proposal if it's something that doesn't fit nicely into one of the boxes of like the work that I normally do. So this past week, I sent out two proposals. One was for a consulting opportunity, which was like, unusual. Like the request that they had didn't, it it didn't even fit nicely with like all the service offerings that's listed on my website, but it was a project I wanted to do. I just wanted to be clear about, you know, the scope of work and, and what I could bring to the table and present it in a really nice polished way. And then the other one was for an opportunity, uh, with somebody who wanted to like have me do some sort of thought leadership work, which again was like really outside of the realm of stuff I normally do. You wanted to do their thought leadership or? Yeah. Like they wanted to have me come in like as a guest speaker on like mm, okay, a okay. social channel. Yeah. Okay. So I obviously like that was going to be a paid engagement, but it's like, what does that look like? And how do I? Like what's included? Yeah. 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 How do I frame it? So it's like a no brainer for them to say yes. And the proposal seemed like the easiest way to do that. So when you were doing those proposals, did you use software for them or like, how did you actually create them? So I w- I had put an ask out on Twitter, like, hey, do I know any designers who can help me with this? And everybody was like, right. no, don't spend money on that. Go to Canva. The templates there that are free are so good. And that's what I did. They look like a million bucks. It was so easy. Okay. Okay. What so that's you? awesome advice for anyone. Yeah. So Canva is like an awesome option. I use formal proposal software. And I think, again, this depends on like how often you're using proposals, what you need them for, where they fit into your business. I use mine. I use my proposals as like this kind of catch-all part of my process. And when I say that, what I mean is like my proposals, I use Proposify, which I love. And what it allows me to do is it allows me to include my contract, the signing of my contract in one place. Um, So basically, and send them my samples in one place. So the way my process works is I require like a 15-minute consult call with any new client. We talk it out. If they're a good fit, I send them a proposal and the proposal has like obviously the budget, but it also has like samples. It has the contract for them to decide. Like everything is sort of in there. And I think that's the benefit of using a proposal software over the templates in Canva, but that's not necessary for every freelancer, depending on what you do. Like, and if it's part of your process, like it just, it helps me, but I don't think it necessarily like makes me win more deals than having like a Canva template. You know what I mean? Like I think they probably, in terms of design, they look similar. It's just that proposal software like adds some extra bells and whistles. Like you can, some of them you can accept payment through. Some of them um, include sort of like everything. They 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 connect with your accounting system. They connect with the CRM. Like they do all kinds of stuff. And just like for listeners, if you're curious about looking into any of these, the ones that I've heard about are like, I use better propose. I mean, I use Proposify. 
I've tried better proposals. I didn't like it, but I know many freelancers love better proposals. Dubsado is one that I've seen a lot of freelancers use. That's a more all-inclusive tool. Uh, our friend Kelsey O'Halloran uses uses Dubsado and things just, it's awesome. It's like less about sort of the design of the proposal and more about like guiding someone sort of through the, the whole process of working mm-hmm. with you. HoneyBook is another one that's kind of like a lot of wedding photographers use that, but I've seen freelance writers use it as well. And then finally Quiller, which is like a more sort of interactive proposal as opposed to a static PDF. So I'm just listing those out for listeners who want to like dive in and, and, and check them out. I mean, for me, like the cost of the proposal software was very easily justified once like I, I won my first deal using a proposal, like for a web copy project, that kind of proposal, I felt like if I didn't have it, I wouldn't get the project. Yeah. And I think that that is a nice segue into the next question I want to ask, which is, do you think that formal proposals help, like help freelance writers close more deals? Do you think it's a a really polished professional presentation? Do you think it gets in the way? Like, what is your stance on that? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends what it is. Like I would be kind of annoyed if I was working with a subcontractor and they tried to send me like a super lengthy, like over the top proposal. But when I, just because I'd be like, this is getting in the way. But I think I've also had some contractors send me some kind of light proposal and and I'm really grateful because it shows me that they have a really good understanding of like what the ask of the work is and that we're sort of in agreement about that. And then I think like from a company's perspective, like, yeah, I think it like it shows that you're super professional. It allows them to show it to their manager and be like, this person's like super legit. Like, look at this proposal. I think one of like, there's things that I include in mind to try and like basically provide evidence that I'm the right person for the job, not just like the scope of the work and the budget, which is one thing, but also like my proposals include testimonials from further clients and they include samples to previous work. So like, I'm trying to give someone the whole picture of what they're going to get and the value they're going to get of working with me. And like, for that reason, like, I think I found that it's easier to win bigger projects when I have a nice proposal. And I don't think it's a necessity. I think maybe we can we can talk a little bit about like when the formal proposals might get in the way. What do you think? Yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk about because I feel like I don't send proposals out super often just because a lot of my working relationships are long-term ones. I don't need to send a fresh proposal. It's It's more of just like, here's your assignments for the month. The thing I will say is one thing I noticed that when I, I do some proposals is that it's really easy to invest a lot of time into perfecting them, polishing them, tweaking, and just, you know, you can really, I mean, you can wrap up hours trying to put together a super beautiful proposal, especially in a tool like Canva, like where there's so many design resources just to click away. So I think that's the thing to be mindful of is that you have to consider the time you're investing there is like time you're not doing other billable work. And so even if you're like, oh, well, I don't have anything else on my plate, I can spend a whole day working on this. You're taking time away from like creative thinking projects or chances for you to like develop a digital product. And so when you're a freelance writer, your time is so closely tied to the money that you earn. And so I think you just have to be careful not to overinvest in the the process of developing these proposals. What about yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. No, that's right. And I think sometimes you hear about freelancers being like, I put hours into the proposal and then I didn't get the job. And it's mm-hmm. like, nah, that shouldn't be happening really. One of the reasons that proposal software is so good and also like if you have a template 
uh, Canva template you use over and over is like, this is something that should be templatized. Like now it takes me like literally three minutes to send out a case study proposal. Like everything in it, it's like every, like I literally enter in the company's information and then everything auto-populates for that company because it's like a standard off the shelf thing that I offer. Everything sort of like auto-populates based on that. Like their name gets added to the contract and all of that stuff. And then I go through and I just make sure like everything looks good for them. Like maybe they wanted two rounds of revision instead of one and I agree to it and I just make sure those changes are in there. But like, it's like a one second thing, right? It took, it did take me time to create the templates, but I didn't create those templates until I knew like, this is a service I'm selling over and over and over again. Yeah. And so, and I think it works better for like, if somebody wants a case study or a series of case studies, then if you're sort of selling like tiered blog posts based on like length and stuff, like I think that's, uh, can be confusing in a proposal. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, have you ever received a proposal that was just like amazing? And if so, like what made it so great? That's a good question. So I, the, the time that I remember receiving like real proposals was when I was redoing my website, I'd, I'd hired the designer. Like I didn't, she had a nice proposal, but like, I wasn't looking into other people. Like I knew I wanted to work with her. So I wasn't like super concerned about the proposal, but once the design was done, she connected me with like three or four different developers and they all sent me proposals for basically the same job. And it was super interesting and it made me rethink actually like what I believed about proposals because some of them were so fancy and they had like 15 pages and I was like, I don't fucking care. Excuse my language. Like, it was like, this is so annoying. Like it was like, there was a 15 page proposal and then they're like, we want to charge you $12,000. And I'm like, okay, but like this proposal is like all fluff. And I ended up going with someone who like defined the work super simply. I think they sent the proposal in Dubsado, which has super ugly proposals, by the way. No offense to Dubsado or anyone using it, but it's like super basic. Like it looks like a Google doc. It's not like, you know, in your fancy brand colors and stuff. But the developer that I ended up choosing had just like very clearly laid out what the work was without a lot of like bells and whistles and like trying to impress me with like pithy headlines and stuff like I mean, it was well done, but like that was like really interesting to me because it, it it made me think about how I wanted to streamline my own and not add like extra fluff to it and not like it's, an, I, I think there's a tendency to be like, okay, it's a proposal. This is a big presentation. And it's like, dude, that big presentation is getting in the way of someone saying yes. Cause it's like the big presentation doesn't justify the rate. Like, <laughs> you know, like the work that you're doing justifies the rate. So it's like, it wasn't to me that like the 15 page proposal that was all fancy, that that work wasn't worth the $12,000 they were charging. But it was like, I just wanted them to be pay closer attention to laying out the work and explaining what the value was rather than sort of like, you know, it was the kind of thing where like one of the pages might have like a few words on it and then you scroll to the next page and I'm like, what am I doing here? This is a waste of my time. How about you? Have you seen any proposals that have impressed you? I think the most impressive one for me, it did all of the things that you just touched on. Like it was it was two or three pages max. And the bulk of what it was, was basically like a checklist of here's everything I'm going to do. So it was a like very visually easy to digest scope of work. So I really liked that. 
and very to the point, like basically like, here's my expectations for the process. Here's some of the results I've produced in the past, which really drove home the value of like, here's why I should work with this specific person. So they had like very specific case studies included that were relevant to me and the project that I was considering them for. And the thing that I loved the most was I got a Loom video with it. It was like five minutes of the person who sent the proposal basically talking me through like when they could start the project, what I could expect for working with them and just kind of like a play-by-play for, I'm going to give this to you on this day. Here's what I need from you. It was so organized. And so, I mean, it was nothing fancy. It wasn't like a fancily designed, I think it was a Google doc or a PDF or something, but it was just, it really framed it so that I was like, wow, this person really knows what they're doing. And it made Mm, me feel really confident about working with them. So it is good for that when done well. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You talk about like, oh, the checklist through that made it very easy for you to understand what you were actually getting. And I think that's kind of like the advice that I'd give is like, focus on what they're actually getting because that's what they care about. And like, that's, I I think just there's a tendency for proposals to just like sort of get like out of control, I think. Yeah. And it's more about like, just, it's really like a communication tool. I mean, of like, oh, it's a, it's a communication tool. It's also a sales tool, right? Where you're like, okay, I like, I've had clients also like add a case study into their proposal. Cause like, it's at that moment where the client want is like thinking about saying yes and having like a more information to help them do that is good and important, I think. Yeah. It's kind of like a bottom of the funnel to use marketer speak, like, the final nudge to get them to commit to saying yes. And so in that instance of the really good proposal, that for me was like, they were giving me all the information that I would have had to gather on my own in that like initial introductory call. Like they proactively answered all of my questions, just really teed it up. So it was like, okay, let's roll with this. Like, I don't have any other questions. Everything is addressed. So I think it's, it's, yeah, good for like positioning as like, I'm an expert at this. Yes, I think that's right. And I think like a really good proposal makes the uh, makes the party buying feel like they're really taken care of with it. And like I think there's many ways to do proposals well. Like I think, you know, some people are maybe more impressed by like fancy proposals than others. Like I know the reason I didn't like better proposals is because it was like more of this kind of interactive on-page proposal and I really just wanted a PDF. Like mm. Mine is sent through software, but they basically click in and it's like a PDF that they can download or whatever. And like, I just wanted it to be in that, like, it's maybe kind of an old school format, but I didn't want it to be like a web page. Like I just, I wanted something that felt more like a document to review rather than like an interactive experience. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And that's maybe some personal taste there. So let's talk about the difference between a proposal and a contract. Can you break down for us, like what the distinction is there? Yeah. So a proposal is basically like, okay, this is the work that I'm proposing that we do together um, and outlining like what that work is. And then the contract is separate. It's like a legal binding agreement that (laughs) has a lot of legalese about like what happens in case there are any issues. It addresses things like confidentiality. It addresses, I mean, I don't even know, like I'm not a lawyer. Like I don't even know what my contract says. I do, but like I just... (laughs) it's not, you know, it talks about like what my contract talks a little bit about like some nuances about like what defines a revision versus a rewrite, who owns the work and like all this kind of legal stuff, um, that can be reviewed. I attach it to the end of my proposal so somebody can sign it, but it's not sort of 
that's kind of like the agreement that we're going to move forward legally as opposed to the scope of work. Yeah, that makes sense. Would you define it the same way? Yeah, I would. And I think, again, like you probably don't need to send a contract every time, especially if you're working with the same person over and over. Same thing. Like you don't need to send a fresh proposal every time if you're working with clients on a long-term basis. I think it's more of like a first interaction, like kickoff. I think both of them are like kickoff type experience things. So you want to have a contract for sure with every client that you work with just to cover yourself legally. But I don't think you always need a proposal. I just feel like there are some cases where it's not essential. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. Like, I think that, you know, over the years, as you and I have grown our businesses too, like we've, there's some things that we've sort of diverged on, not because we think like the, the way the other person is doing it is like bad. In fact, I think we admire the way the other does things, but just, it's like just, different process. And it's like a different way of thinking about things. And I think proposals, it's like, I'm like, okay, look, I need this freaking proposal software to help me. And some of it is like about helping me stay organized. I remember Mm -hmm. one time, and this is, this is, it's, it's related to proposals where like, I showed you this like onboarding doc that I use with my clients. And you were like, I'm just worried that if I have something like that, are people going to read it? Mm-hmm. And I, and I, my response to that was like, I don't think most people read mine and I honestly don't care if they do. Like, it's about me feeling like I've done the work to be yeah. professional, allowing them to open it, to skim it. And so I th- just think it's kind of like, I don't know. I think proposals can be like that too. Yeah. And I think it is part of a really, like it can be all automated really so that if it's, an, a project sp- spread out over a long time, like that's your introductory process. And then you can even automate it so that at the end you have the exit survey where they're telling you about how the experience was of working with you. They can get a, give a testimonial if they were happy. I think so, it's probably a lot easier to do that stuff if you have it being sent through your email platform or your proposal software. I'm sure there are tools that make all of that super simple to do. So again, it's like, mm-hmm. how much do you want to automate it? And how much do you want to like, templatize the process so it isn't super time consuming and you have more mental bandwidth to like do the actual work. Yeah, totally. It's taxing. Like that stuff is mentally taxing. Yes, it is. It can be so tedious. Yes. Any other final thoughts on proposals for the listeners here today? I would say that if you're interested in like thinking about proposals or adding them, like it's a good idea to check out like Google for some examples. Look at the Canva templates for proposals. I would look at the software sites that I listed. They'll all have examples of their proposals. So like go and look and like kind of see what you find and see if any of it is appealing to you. I think it's like a good opportunity to experiment and just see what's out there. Yeah, totally agree. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com. 